Hi, we are early tonight. We're earlier than we had advertised because that's how we roll. We like to keep you on your toes. Um, we got, we all got available a little bit earlier than I had anticipated. So, um, yeah, if if it's a surprise, I know that we are broadcasting an hour earlier than scheduled. Thank you for rolling with the punches. We appreciate you very much. Um, we'll just check in with each other while we're waiting for our audience to join us. Um, Welcome to 21st Century Saints, our podcast and live stream series for members, those adjacent to or affiliated in any way with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, with Mormonism in any of its fascinating forms. I'm your host, Jane Christie, and we also have in the house, we have Ruth Heath. Do you want to say hey? Hey. And we have our Sarah Delaney. Do you want to say hey? Hey. Hi, everyone. Awesome. So... Tonight is a show I I have never wanted to do a podcast less than I want to do the one that we have in store for you tonight. I hate this. Um, I've wrestled with it for a few days, um, but we're, we're here, we're doing it. And I want to talk about why for a little moment. Um, we um, talk often about... Um, impact in the church um actually do you know maybe yeah what, what i'm going to do is i'm going to give you a little bit of background to what's been happening in our family home just recently and then we will bring you up to date with the title of this episode which is pox 2.0 um last weekend uh last saturday uh we were woken by a visit from a couple of police detectives who had told us that our newest, youngest, littlest child, our, our newest forever child, who is trans, um, their best friend had um, completed suicide um, a matter of hours before. And their grief, their dad's, uh, their friend's dad's, wanted uh, our child to be notified in the most sensitive way possible. Um, they are devastated. So we have another transgender, beautiful child who is another statistic who has been lost. Um, her name is Lucy. She has curls uh, that are just enviable. She is a smiling girl and she's a happy girl and I, I, we don't have her with us anymore. My child has been through a lot in their short 16-year-old life and to break this news to them, to ask them to cope with something else that um, along with everything else that they've had to recover and heal from, was asking far too much, and yet they're doing it. They are they are coping. We, as 21st century saints and as individuals, send our deepest condolences to Lucy's family. We love you, and you have been the most incredible example of how... <sighs> The, at a time when you 
should be focusing on your own grief. You are focusing on our children, um, including them in planning for Lucy, uh, for her for her service, um, and lots of other things that have helped my child to process the loss of their best friend at this extremely difficult time. This is exam season and it's it's awful, it's unthinkable. Um, so we stand in solidarity with not only those who are affected, but those who may be affected as we talk about this tonight. Um, we want to just put out lots of trigger warnings. This is This is going to be a tough night. But I think also my hope is that it's going to be a discussion that's filled with hope. But first, we need to talk about the tough stuff. Later on, that, uh, that day, I'm going to get this to read the statement. Um, we're going to see it tonight. Um, there are rumours. And I just, I just want to clarify, these things are rumours. I haven't really been talking about this yet because we don't have a lot to talk about. We, we don't know. But it looks like it's highly likely that the church is going to move to reinstate exclusionary policies directly aimed at transgender children, youth and adults. Directly affecting uh, the transgender community. At a time when my child is looking uh, for faith, looking to connect. Um, a matter of days to this, this rumour begins and I realised in that moment that this policy, even the rumour of the policy is enough to cause harm and the policy, just the shadow of it, is causing damage today. I've been able to take my child to worship uh, with other faith groups uh, and uh, my child went to church on the, the Sunday following the tragedy of, of death. This week, the policy comes out, and I have to think about the fulfillment mail. If it's a transgender child, if you're thinking about baptism, I'm not sure it's going to be off the table for you right now. Um, also, as a transgender child, you may hear these things being spoken about at church and it may hurt you. You may be exposed to teachings that are going to cause you harm and pain. Sarah has a background as a social worker and uh, has, has lots of experience in being poor and support of vulnerable children. I was asking her if you were a family social worker and I told you that this child will be what's it like with us to keep them safe and to keep them loved. If you knew we were going to take our child into an environment where they may hear about these kinds of discussions, what would you think? And Sarah had to let me know that she would be deeply concerned about something that would be very worrying. Um, I had already had the discussion with my child that we're not going to go to church on Sunday because it is not safe. Even when I'm there, 
something is said or discussed or causes pain, you look conversation, that's enough. The damage has been done. So we're going to talk about the shadow of top uh, 2.0. We're going to maybe
to do with the racism that the church is is associated with. So I I just know that there will there'll still be members that are saying it's a choice um, to be gay. So that was that was the policy of exclusion first time around. Nearly well. What, eight was, the, what was the reaction amongst members, Ruth? Can you? Well, it's interesting, that? isn't it? Because I was. Um, active at the time and what the church is so very good at is is siloing the information away from members so that you don't necessarily know that it's there to 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 absorb you don't know what, yeah. what the context of that proclamation is that's been given um, and unless you've got somebody that's directly impacted by that who feels comfortable enough to tell you how that's going to impact them often believing members it, it washes over them they don't they don't find any way to apply that and to to see how damaging it is because they sit in a position of privilege if they are straight and if they are white and if they are male particularly you sit in your positions of privilege and then you're married you've got kids all those things and you you don't you can't empathize appropriately with other people now fortunately unfortunately that there are enough people at the time who could empathise and who who absolutely raised Mary Hell over it, rightly so. Um, but it took four years, four years to to walk away from it again. And the harm so, caught the harm caused was just immeasurable, wasn't it? And even and Doug Vincent has just made the point that his nephew and wife left the church over Pox. Well so done, yeah. many, yeah, good for you, great. So many people left the church over that policy. Yeah. I know I seriously considered it and I didn't. And I've always had an element of guilt that I didn't stand as strongly and as unitedly with my the rest of my gay community to say, not in my name. I've yeah. always regretted that I didn't at that time, but I didn't. I think there's, there's a saying that I quote on Facebook some time ago that really touched me somebody was saying if we're calling ourselves an ally and we call on ourselves a support and we're not getting hit by the same stones that they are being hit by we are not standing close enough yeah and I think if we are not being hurt by these policies and we're not recognizing the pain and the grief and the horror because it is horror that these policies are causing if we don't recognise that, we're not standing close enough. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. And I think here we are again with the fear that is going around for our trans family, our trans friends, that the church may be about to make a policy. And this this isn't this is slightly more than a rumor. This has come from many different directions, people mm -hmm. involved in actually at the coal face of this that are kind of deeply disturbed by it and are trying to get the word out there that the church may be about to make a policy. Yeah. Are they going to call it revelation? Are they going to call it policy? Who knows what they're going to do? But I just really hope that in bringing this to the public's attention, that people will start talking about it and will start taking it to their leaders and saying, I'm really concerned that this may happen and start challenging it before we see it on the table. Yeah. And I think the other thing that really hit me really powerfully in the pain that Jane and her family have been through in the last week. The pain, the grace with which they've managed that pain, just how 
fundamentally radically wrong it is to have to say to a child at their deepest hour of grief and sadness and loneliness and fear to say the very place where you should get the greatest comfort which is from church and your church community and your church family I dare not take you there today because it's not safe for you yeah and I think if we if we which we clearly are because Jane's there. We've all been there in different ways. I, I am incredibly <clears throat> grateful my grandchildren don't go to church and my children don't. Incredibly grateful they don't. And I think when we find ourselves knowing that church is not a safe place for our children because they may hear things that make them feel hated, that make them feel persecuted, that make them feel rejected, when church holds that place in our lives, it's time to seriously question who is leading this church, what is happening, yeah. and why do we not have leaders that can go and ask God God's will and come back to us with very, very clear answers about what God's will is. Yeah, because I guarantee that, oh, sorry, Jane, I was going to say, I guarantee no, if, if they bring this in, that the, 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 the stuff that's being reported, they will have to walk it back again. Yeah, they will. They will. So, why not spare themselves and and the world the pain of doing this absolutely yeah. horrific thing and by bringing this in in the first place and and what i would build on with what you were saying about that the fact that um it seems likely that this is coming through and, and it's to do with the the current leadership and who we suspect will be the the next leader and what their history is with the gay and trans community um that sadly this is in the context of of where america is at at the moment with its views on on, yeah. on transgender and the uh, the rise of the far-right christian yeah. um, sort of movement across the the us that, that the rest of the world watches on in in terror to be fair um and i think it's more important than ever that those of us who don't sit within the utah bubble or the mormon heartlands and that do represent perhaps views of of mormons ex-mormons adjacent mormons across the, the wider world feel able to say to that contingent you need to understand if you consider yourself to be a worldwide religion how the rest of the world will take this it may feel very comfortable to say to a, um, a right-wing conservative us um voting pool at the moment it might it might slide down really smoothly it does not gel with the rest of this planet yeah and and we are god's children's too so yeah you've got to i am going to come in a moment to um you know uh, our friend of the show doug is asking us what will this policy be for we're going to talk a little bit in a moment about what the existing policy says contrast it with we're going to provide a little detail about the rumor and where you can find more information on that um before we before we do that i want to just stress again that we're not having this conversation in order to scaremonger um or to to you know make people worried where there is no cause to be worried um when uh any child um is when any child um, has been 
affected by suicide amongst their peers. They immediately become at much higher statistical risk of um, also um, completing suicide or attempting suicide. The statistics around, um, the, the figures around transgender youth um, ha having to be in a place where they are statistically more likely to commit suicide than not. Um, the, the statistics around in the UK um, are shockingly high. 92% of trans young people have thought about taking their own life. Um, it, it's when something like this happens, we're watching for clusters. And, uh, you know, so these are, these are real fears that I have that my child is going to be exposed after this horrific event to things that are going to yet again increase the, the, the risk um, as we are seeking to manage it. And the worst thing I could possibly do at this time is to take my child to church. Yeah. Um, we had um, we had taken a trip uh, this week to um, to Glasgow specifically looking to find some uh, things like wristbands and some things that uh, our child could um, wear as they um, prepare to to go to Lucy's funeral and um, we we found I want to give them a shout out because this is how to do it this this is church I'm telling you. Um, the website is called Celebrate with Pride, and this is a Glaswegian uh, small business owner who um, uses uh, sales merchandise that has been created by the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and as we're looking for items um, and we tell her what the context of us looking for these things for, for our child, so we tell her about that, um, she mourned with us she was personally invested in it. Thank you so much, Olivia. Your kindness was incredible. Um, this is not sponsored content, but I swear I will be talking about this business a lot because this is the kind of this is the kind of safe space that is needed. Um, the to she sent Landon home. Uh, she sent a, a gift for us to give to Landon some a hat with a, a trans logo um, with a heart and uh, our, our child was, was so, we were so touched, our child was really touched by that and um, the fact that someone that they don't even know can stand in solidarity and she was talking about how as as parents of a child, they wanted to make sure, as as a as a LGBT as part of the LGBTQ plus community, Olivia wanted to make sure that her child knew whatever would happen in their life, that um, they would be supported and that they had a safe place. And so they understood visibility um, was a huge huge part of their life. And so they said, you know, if if you want to you know, make sure that this hat is is used because we know that our transgender teens need to see these these positive examples. They need to see support and they need to hear yeah. conversations of support. Now, what we're experiencing in church is utter terror that our child is going to be further harmed, um, that further damage is going to be caused. And to hear teachings about how things are all going to be sorted out in the afterlife, 
children would rather complete suicide and throw themselves on God's mercy than they will on our church's mercy. Mm. And that is sick, that is cruel, and that is not okay. Um, so I'm going to come to Sarah. First of all, will you read what the current policy says? Yeah, sure. And then we're going to come to Ruth and you're going to talk about that post from Latter Gay Stories. Yeah. Okay, this is taken from the church handbook and it says, Gender is an essential characteristic of Heavenly Father's plan of happiness, says the general handbook. This in, the intended meaning of gender in the family proclamation is biological sex at birth. Church leaders counsel against elective medical or surgical intervention for the purpose of attempting to transition to the opposite gender of a person's sex, in brackets, sex reassignment. The handbook continues, leaders advise that taking these actions will be cause for church membership restrictions. If a member decides to change his or her preferred name or pronouns of address, the name preference may be noted in the preferred name field on the membership record. The person may be addressed by the preferred name in the ward. Now let's talk about confusion and mixed messages. You can't actually socially transition. You can't actually surgically transition. But you know what? If you, It's almost like lip service. If you want to have a different name, then that's okay. It, and then it goes on to talk about experiencing gender incongruence is not a measure of your faithfulness. Many people pray for years and do all they can to be obedient in an effort to reduce the congruence, yet still find this conflicts. This is not unusual. The experience varies along a spectrum of intensity for different people at different times for the same person. The experience may also vary for children, youth and adults. The church, this... The church does not take a position on the causes of people identifying themselves as transgender. Well, the church need to decide what they want and what they don't want. The church don't take a position on the causes, but the church will take disciplinary action for anybody who does understand the cause for themselves and understands the path that is right for them. This is the only church the only church that I know where love is hated. I know of no other church, I know of no other faith community where love is persecuted and hated as it is in our church when we talk about trans people, our LGBT community. Do, can I just mention a little bit just about a wonderful, wonderful person? I don't know if any of you know Laurie Lee Hall. Laurie Lee Hall was the church temple architect. She designed many of the temples that we and the church members enjoy throughout the world. She was the chief architect. She designed the Provo Temple. She designed many temples. She's an absolute gorgeous, lovely, lovely woman. I've had the pleasure to spend time with her and she's lovely. While she was functioning the state president, church leadership level, being the chief architect of the church, always good, they loved her. They loved her because, hey, you're state president and you hold the priesthood and you're designing our temples for us and you're our chief architect. As soon as Laurie Lee Hall could no longer live that role, as soon as Laurie Lee Hall had to live according to the gender that she knew she was, had to transition, 
The rejection came thick and fast. She was sacked. She was humiliated. She was banned from engaging in any of the church things that she'd participated in forever. There was a beautiful moment and a tragic moment. The tragic moment is that the church used her as an excuse to go to court and ask for the right to basically sack anyone who's trans. And they actually said, because you might find somebody in the church who's an somebody in a church who's an architect might try to thinking seriously that's just low below the belt. The beautiful moment was when the Provo Temple, they were showing people around and it was an open house for the Provo Temple. They did tell her that that was happening. She'd done all the work. That temple was there because of her work. She decided she would. She was told she could turn up to it if she wanted to. She went, and because she's immensely brave, she went in her role as a woman, in her true gender that she knew as a woman. None of the 12 spoke to her. The only person, no, that's not true, that's a lie. Most of the 12 ignored her. Most of the leaders that were there ignored her, except for Dieter Uchtdorf, who went up to her and said, I'm pleased you're here, you belong here, I'm pleased you've come. Now, we've got a church that will turn its back on somebody of talent, of skill, of spirituality, of grace, the minute somebody says, hey, do you know what, this is how I want to live my life. And the church will turn their back on them and just want nothing to do with them. We've got our own Jane saying, I can't take my child to church because it's not safe for my child to be in church. We've got people already reaching out to say they're really fearful about the church winding back some of the stuff that was in the handbook about, hey, actually, we will call you by your name. You can have your preferred pronoun. And now there's all this fear that they might be walking back from that to make things even harder. Yeah. Do you want me to read what they... Um, yes, before you start to before you do start to read it, if you are affected by any of the issues that we're discussing tonight, please do seek help. Um, there are national suicide prevention lines. Um, we will put some links into the show notes. If also you feel like someone is being affected by any of the issues, we are still um, our, our reporting tool for if you want to report abuse within the church, um, this is a tool that you can use to discuss that confidentially with us. Um, if you, we, we are most certainly seeing this policy as a safeguarding issue and we want to stop harm being caused. Yeah. So it's our hope that what is about to be read will not happen. However, Ruth, do you want to read it and give us the context? Yeah, so Latter Gay Story was posted five days ago now. Um, this following post. So over the last few days, multiple people have reached out asking about rumours regarding an upcoming policy change regarding transgender and non-binary Latter-day Saints. Sorry, I've managed to press on it and uh, hide my... Oh, Ruth, what are you doing? Awesome. It's okay. Sorry, guys. Okay. There we go. There we go. I've reached out to multiple sources inside church headquarters for confirmation or clarification on this news. Unfortunately, these rumours appear to be substantiated. Similar to the November 2015 policy of exclusion, this forthcoming policy change would apply to transgender and gender incongruent people. 
according to sources, an upcoming handbook change will prohibit, and this is in um, quotes, socially and medically transitioned Latter-day Saints from participating in ordinances, including all temple opportunities. It will also prohibit socially and medically transitioned investigators or children of record, those seeking to join the church, from baptism. The church's current policy states a social transition includes changing dress or grooming or changing a name or pronouns to present oneself as other than his or her birth sex. Currently, church leaders advise that those who socially transition will experience some church membership restrictions for the duration of this transition. These restrictions include an annotation on the membership record of the church member. Members who have medically transitioned are prohibited from receiving or exercising the priesthood, receiving or exercise, uh, sorry, receiving or using a temple recommend and receiving some church callings. Under these soon to be announced changes, the current church policy was be updated to preclude temple participation, all callings, priesthood advancement and baptism for both medically and socially transitioned individuals. locally sorry quest it again um, no, I'm church leaders so sorry so we've just been booted i think we've had a few we're having a few audio issues the internet seems to be uh, either that or our platform is not doing very well so i'm aware that um everyone might not be able to hear what's being said it is fully available on latter gay stories so what i'm going to ask you to do ruth if you can maybe sort of summarize um and if you could read again from uh according to sources that would be really helpful sure. thank you it's all right so according to sources an upcoming handbook change will prohibit socially and medically transitioned latter-day saints from participating in ordinances including all temple opportunities it will also prohibit socially and medically transitioned investigators or children of record those seeking to join the church from, from baptism. The church's current policy states, a social transition includes changing dress or grooming or changing a name or pronouns to present oneself as other than his or her birth sex. So currently church leaders advise that those who socially transition will experience some church membership, res membership restrictions for the duration of the transition, um, including an annotation on the church records but members who have medically transitioned are prohibited from receiving or exercising the priesthood, receiving or using a temple recommend and receiving some church callings. Under these soon to be announced changes, have we lost it again? <laughs> We're back. I am so sorry, yeah. The, oh, is, it's unstable. We keep, we keep getting booted, um, so I'm really sorry for the connection problems that we're having right now. I, I do apologise. Um, okay, um, Ruth, if you want to keep going from where you left off. Oh, okay, so under these soon-to-be-announced changes, the current church policy would be updated to preclude temple participation, callings, priesthood advancement and baptism for both medically and socially transitioned individuals. We urge church leaders locally and administratively to follow Elder Ballard's 2017 council admonishing members to do better than we've done in the past when it comes to listening to and understanding the LGBTQ experiences. So it looks like they're hardening their hearts. It looks like they 
um, are doing their best to focus on what's in someone's knickers rather than what's in someone's heart, mind, soul, and allowing the church to determine how somebody lives out their days rather than that person's autonomy to say this is with integrity this is who I am this is how I need to function in this world and as you said Jane it's not it's not um being too overly dramatic to say some people who believe in the church will choose to throw their mercy on God and and walk away from this mortal coil rather than go through it without love and acceptance and kindness. And and that is barbaric. How does any of this fit, any of it fit? Even what we've got without thinking of it getting any worse, how does it fit with Russell M. Nelson having been given an award for peace and having given a talk at a conference about the importance of peace and civility and kindness i don't understand how can you give somebody an award for peace when actually the organization they preside over is absolutely driven to drive out love unless it's the kind of love they approve of yeah i don't understand it yeah it's hideous and i and this is just my little old opinion but i know that you guys share it um it comes down to the misogyny. It comes down to the patriarchy. They cannot wrap their tiny minds around the possibility of any woman, whether she was formerly a woman or whether she's now a woman, being able to hold the priesthood. Yeah. So somebody like that architect served as a state president has the priesthood, but is now a woman? Oh my goodness shock horror or vice versa formerly sat in relief society and has now had the bravery to say actually this is who i am um and i, I am a man and i need the priesthood no can't possibly because at one point you were a woman i think it really exposes them for what they are and for the misogynist misogynistic patriarchal culture that 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 underlines it all because how would it hurt? How in every other area of the church where people will say, we don't really understand this, but we'll let God sort it out in the eternities. Why Why on this thing? Why with this? Were they prepared to rather children kill themselves? People live unhappy, unfulfilled lives rather than, do you know what? Let's be kind. Let's say we don't really understand, but let's be kind. Let's let's make it open to everybody and and be inclusive and be um the sort of show the love that the savior would and let the chips fall where they may in the eternities if we don't understand it i'm sure god unless he's going to send an angel to explain it point by point i'm sure god will understand how we got to the point where we we chose kindness and we chose love yeah i don't yeah. get it it's so it really is about issues around LGBT issues that this church seems to be able to leave everything else to do with God, but nothing to do with that. Yeah. So they have to intervene and intervene and get it wrong. And yeah. I am not sure if um, my audio will even. Oh, she's gone. Oh, <laughs> I think Jane's is. It's been funny, Jane's audio. I think all Jane's evening, the hasn't one it? that's, that's... 
we've all gone and Jane's back and I'm back. Oh, and, we're all back. We're yeah, not checking and, the boxes tonight. This is kind of really sorry, everybody. This is problematic, yeah, isn't it? Sometimes our sometimes our a streaming platform decides it doesn't want to play and it's quite rare, but it's been one of those nights. So I'm super, super sorry. Do you think it's protesting about the church's possible new policy? Yes. And it's going I, in there that it doesn't I think we're have sizzling the right so much. I think we're sizzling so much that actually we're, we're just crashing. We're bringing the thunder. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if you'll be able to hear this, but um, like I say, I want to talk about some of the positivity. I firmly believe that if we start kicking up hell about this, yeah. It's the last possibility that maybe could will they change their mind? Wouldn't it that be wonderful if we can start raising our voices? So tonight is part of our, our offering to to be able to do that. We are raising this as a safeguarding issue. Um, it is our hope that this will not happen. Although we're already hearing that uh, baptisms have been put on hold for the yeah. moment, where transgender. Um, transgender people may be affected. But I want to tell you about this fantastic uh, Twitter thread that I came across this week that um, I didn't know and I've been really excited about. So I'm going to give a shout out to, uh, his name is Evan, uh, his Twitter handle is The Book of Evan and he tells us, did you know, because I did not, there are stories of um, transgender people being sealed in the Mormon temple. I'll share one with you now. Um, he tells us that uh, this is a retelling of a story found in the book, Gay Rights and the Mormon Church Intended Actions, Unintended Consequences by Greg Prince. This is an account that Greg Prince personally witnessed when he was an elders quorum president. A recent convert had undergone transgender surgery prior to her baptism in 1977. Her baptismal recommend listed her prior and current names and noted she is a transsexual. Now, we're not going to talk about the problematic language there. Let's just move on. A year after the baptism... A stake presidency councillor consulted with a general authority about the possibility of someone who had surgically transitioned being married in an LDS temple. And the answer was yes. Hugh Pinnock was the executive administrator, equivalent to today's area president, and wrote the following to the stake presidency in June 1978. The answers that you are about to receive are somewhat consensus in nature. Pinnock authorised the woman to receive her temple endowment as a woman, going through with the name she was baptised under. He also authorised her temple marriage, so long as she explained her exclamation marks, uh, sorry, quotation marks, present physical body to the man she marries. And get this, Pinnock underscored that Quote, some of the brethren feel that she has an eternal male spirit in a physically mutilated body. All do not feel that way, however, or the, less, the letter that I have written you would not be possible. 
Who were the brethren in June 1978? If you have a look at the April 1978 General Conference report, uh, and uh, if you have a look at uh, the book of Evans' Twitter handle on uh, Twitter, he gives you this information. He send, he's got a short link. But he sends a screenshot, and there are some familiar names. Um, we have, let's see, we have Spencer W. Kimball. We have... Boyd K. Packer. Um, they, they are the, the same names who we would expect to see. The state presidency were so surprised that they contacted another GA, Robert Simpson, who gave a very strong no. But since Simpson's no wasn't aligned with existing church policy, she was allowed to be married and sealed in the temple. Greg Prince personally attended the temple wedding in February 1980, which was performed by Hugh Pinnock. Less than a year later, the church took a hardline stance. Um, and there's a link to that quote. In his book, Prince outlines the evolution of the church's language around, um, again, I'm going to change this to transgender um, issues in subsequent handbooks, which never gives much clarity and underscores for me the fact that these guys are making it up as they go along. Um, thank you so much for that Twitter thread. I did not know that. And I desperately want to go and rush out and buy that book. Apparently, this is one of one of a few surprising stories. Thoughts, ladies? It's, it's such a... Um unknown quantity for the church isn't it they they can't wrap their head around these things because they are not men of science and they in my opinion as a non-believer anymore they don't talk to a higher being it's just down to the backwater beliefs of some people who've sat in a little bubble being told they're wonderful their whole lives and their stunted life experience really shows the fact that they don't understand that that there are chromosomal differences across the whole of the human experience that often we don't even know about ourselves. So certainly just looking down and saying, what's in my what's in my knickers or looking at a newborn baby and trying to decide who that 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 baby is, what their gender is, what their sexuality is from birth is impossible. It's impossible. So why not just listen to people? Because of nobody chooses a harder life than it needs to be nobody is choosing to be gay to be bisexual to be trans unless that is the only way to live with integrity and to feel comfortable in their own skin because life is hard so nobody makes it harder than it needs to be and and the fact that they can't wrap their head around that and be kind and compassionate tells me that the church is not a good place to be and, and despite all the other things, doctrinal things, choose to be somewhere where you can feel happy, content, loved, compassionate, all of those sorts of things. Feel acceptance. Yeah. And I just don't see it within you know, those walls. It, it's really sad, isn't it, that we have children that we feel are too vulnerable to be at church. Jane has a child she feels too vulnerable to be at church. I have lots of grandkids I have a huge amount of grandkids mm. but one of them in particular I would feel was far too vulnerable to ever set foot within the church because I would fear for the impact it would have on her mental health yeah there's, there's I, something radically wrong isn't there yeah and I worry 
that all those years that I was attending church, that that for those people that that were having those experiences and were having those moments of of, of pain and heartache, um, took my presence at church as condemnation of them. That you know that it's again one of those things that is a three o'clock in the morning worry for me that I I want to be vocal now so that people people that I care about, people that I love, no, no, that it was never good. It was never okay. And me being there uh, in no way sanctioned those things. And I was wrong to associate with it. That's how I feel now. I know you guys feel differently, but that's how I feel about it. I feel I not in my name. I, I, it's not even neutral. I, I feel angry that me attending in any way, um, gave credence to their awful, hideous, barbaric beliefs. Yeah. I am super aware. Our, our, our darling Alana is in the chat. Um, so, hey, girl, we love you and we're so proud of you. And, uh, yeah, we're excited. You know, it's really exciting that, that you have graduated from this space and uh, i know we'll we'll see her again she, yeah. she'll be she'll be popping back in um but yeah alana's living her life right now but i'm thinking about even as alana has stepped back from this this space um she's probably not aware of the news about what we're talking about tonight and all this announcement is going to do is reinforce alana's decision that it was absolutely the right thing to get the hell out of there yeah. i am livid and the entire um time that we have worked in this space advising someone to to leave a church is just never something i would dream of doing telling someone that they shouldn't go to church telling someone i am here to support whatever decision you make i am here to listen as as you wrestle with the the big questions and decide what's right for you it is this week that I did something that would be defined as apostasy, that I'm telling my child church is not safe for you. And I am furious because it should not, it should not have to happen. Mm. Um, but it is true. And if yeah. it comes to your feelings, um, then I pick my child over the... I, I am super aware. We, we have a fantastic ward and, and I know that um, our bishop, uh, you know, has said that if there are any issues, just just come and speak to him. The problem is that's too damn late. We need to be doing things ahead of yeah. time to create safe spaces. Otherwise, um, telling you that something has happened, the damage is, has been done. Um, you know, a disciplinary stuff doesn't happen. For th This would be something that would be bloody considered as heart feelings. We are yeah. talking about the risk of actual lives being lost. When transgender um, young people and adults, one simple thing that you can do right now, and it, it brings the uh, likelihood of completion of suicide or suicidal ideation it brings it back down to the same level as uh, as it would be for the rest of the general population one thing use their pronouns that's it 
by simply respecting someone's gender identity and how they wish to be addressed. Use their name, use the name that they are telling you they want to be known as or that they are known as. This is who I am, my name. And use their pronouns correctly. Yeah. You save lives. Yeah. Can I, can I, as such a powerful point, can I just read what Heidi Christensen yeah. said? She said, hello, I'm a mum of not one, not two, but three LGBTQ kids. This really is damaging from the so-called church. And I'm heartbroken the church I once loved is so unloving. We need to be absolutely clear the church have not yet brought out a new policy, but there is fear and rumour that they will do. But we absolutely understand your pain. And I'm so sorry that you have to experience that pain of seeing a church you've once loved as unloving for your children. We don't know this policy has is going to come into play, but we're really anxious to do all we can to raise awareness of it to try and prevent any hardening of hearts. Mm. So, so I was madly scrolling through my social media to try and find it. I was mentioning it to you guys earlier. There is a, um, a survey that the church wants to put out to 18 to 30 year olds. So young single adults, um, and it's a survey that they're willing to pay for from the, the what I remember of the, the information, but talking about gender and identity. So on the one hand, I think they are putting this information out there to say we might be doing this, and I think they probably will do a version of this. And on the other hand, they're trying to figure out how to save the next generation from walking away by keeping the tone as something that or at least understanding what it is that the, the next generation down feels about it they are playing Russian roulette with lives while they try and figure out how to be as horrible as they can get away with with and hold on to the power structure that they've got how how on earth are they justifying this as being mouthpieces for God I'll on tell the you one hand, the... doing a survey about it, and on the other hand, they want to throw out these sorts of um, messages could, to say that we might just... policy. Yeah, really? could I just ask you, just because um, we seem to have a bit more stability now, and because I know that really, lots of again, people have just recently joined us, would that be okay? <laughs> yeah, um, I'll try. I'll try. Uh, Sarah, were you going to go oh, if you, if you want to share your comment, and then we'll go to. Um, yeah, just to answer your question, Alana, on what the hell is this about? Yeah, I was just going to say, for goodness sake, are the church going to rewrite the words of the primary song, I'll walk with you? If you don't walk as some people do, most people walk away. I won't. I'll walk with you. I think the church needs to rewrite that. Yeah. Because it's no longer true. So it needs to be rewritten. I'll walk with you, in brackets, conditions yeah. apply. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I may walk with you if I like yeah. you, if I approve of you. If I don't, I'll run the opposite direction and put a brick wall up. Yeah. So Latter Gay Stories five days ago said, over the last few days, multiple people have reached out asking about rumours regarding an upcoming policy change regarding transgender and non-binary Latter-day Saints. Oh, we've not lost her again. <laughs> we've lost her again. <laughs> hey, it's me. <laughs> You're kidding. No, oh, do you know what it is? is the internet hates this fucking policy. This yes. is what it is. It's, and I'll tell it you what, for you, for you to use the F word, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. You don't go there. I oh, do. 
Make heads this is my favourite. <laughs> this is my favourite word. Will come out before the end of the night about this policy. I think a little bit. <laughs> okay. scared, never did any harm. This um, is true. Oh, Doug, Doug's getting dizzy. Sorry, Doug. We try to go around the other way in a minute. Yeah, so that was just We're going to do one more try. Okay, one, one sure? more try. Yeah, okay. let's let's do it. Okay, I'll read really really fast. Um, the chair, sorry, no, sorry, 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 sorry. According to sources, an upcoming handbook change will prohibit socially and medically transitioned Latter-day Saints from participating in ordinances. It will also prohibit socially and medically transitioned investigators or children of record, those seeking to join the church from baptism. The church's current policy states a social transition includes changing dress or grooming or changing a name or pronouns to present oneself as other than his or her birth sex. Currently, church leaders advise that those who socially transition will experience some church membership restrictions for the duration of this transition. These restrictions include an annotation on the membership record of the church member. Members who have medically transitioned are prohibited from receiving or exercising the priesthood, receiving or using a temple recommend and receiving some church callings. Under these soon to be announced changes, the current church policy would be updated to preclude temple participation, callings, priesthood advancement and baptism for both medically and socially transitioned individuals. We urge church leaders locally and administratively to follow Elder Ballard's 2017 council and admonishing members to do better than we've done in the past when it comes to understanding and um, listening to and understanding the LGBTQ experiences. There was a few things in there that I just wanted to circle back to, which is to do with people's dress and people's grooming. And it might be hyperbole, but there was a time when women had to wear dresses and had to wear dresses to church and had to wear dresses. Yeah. You know, if you think about the FLDS and they've got those long, strange pioneer dresses on. And, I'm, yeah. and this is how it starts, people. Does this yeah. mean that if I wear a, a suit, a trouser suit, that suddenly I'm considered to be dressing as a man, that my grooming isn't feminine enough? If I have my hair cut short, am I dressing as a man? What, where is the line? And who is getting into people's business and saying, what's in your knickers and how do you identify? Because if somebody rocks up at church and says, I'm interested in joining this church, when does that conversation take place? What, what does it say on your birth certificate? What colour were your booties in your crib? Who's asking these darn questions? And how how dare they? How dare they? When somebody is choosing to live authentically and then choosing to associate with the church, how dare they say that they know better than them? Mm. Yeah, which is saying, can't um, you just feel the love oozing out of that announcement? It's It's toxic beyond belief, isn't it? So, yeah, um, the just the shadow of this announcement is enough to do harm. So while we can, let's let's speak about it. Um, let's let's start talking about it, because what what is going to happen is in the event, which looks likely it looks like things are already happening in relation to this in the event that it does go ahead, um, we'll see another mass exodus from church. Yeah, we will. Numbers will be affected. However, by that time, harm will continue to be caused. And my point is the harm starts causing just just simply from the whispers, just from a rumour. This is the power of what 
what we do as Latter-day Saints. Um, so I'm furious and I'm angry. And I think that anger is something that we can use. I think if there is a time to raise your voice, it is now. If you want to raise it with your leaders or uh, or if you want to publicly post about it, if you want to raise it with us as a safeguarding issue, we will make sure that this is brought to the attention of, um, of everyone that we can. Um, as we close out uh, for final thoughts, um, I'll if I come to you first, Ruth, and then Sarah, do you want to do you want to take us out tonight? Mm -hmm. I, I would say this. I would say, if you believe in love, if you believe in the Savior, if you believe in kindness, please, 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 don't do something that that does nothing to magnify the Saviour's teachings or magnify kindness or magnify love in the world. The world is a broken and cruel place enough that we don't need to do this to people. And I also feel like if you haven't experienced in this area, if this is not your journey, get off the fucking road, and I am going to swear, get off the fucking road and stand by and support somebody whose journey it is. Listen to them. Let them explain to you how hard it is. Don't tell them how to walk their walk. Listen to them and help them and support them. Because the, what the church is doing, what they, what they did in 2015 and then dialed back, and what they're purporting to be doing now is vile. It's absolutely vile. And it's coming from a power base of very insular, very toxic masculinity, and it, it needs to stop. So... If you have any way to have a voice, if you have any way to express your the pain, disgust, anger, then really, really now is the time to do so. Oh, Ruth, I love what you just said then. Absolutely love every word you spoke. Earlier on in the, tonight, Jane said about apostasy because they're saying the church is not a safe place to take her child and I said the church is not a safe place for particularly one of my grandchildren and not for any of them if it's apostasy to say this church is not safe for our children and our grandchildren then there's a serious problem there's a really serious problem if it's apostasy to say something that causes death and harm and mental health problems is apostasy, then the church seriously needs to go back and talk to God about what apostasy really is. Yeah. The only way I can, I've just got one word that just sums up totally how I feel. It's nowhere near as eloquent as Ruth's wording there. But the only thing that sums up how I feel about any attack on the LGBT community, with a particular focus on the trans community, any attack or persecution of that group is absolutely nothing short of a fuck wittery. And this church needs to sort themselves out because it's fuck wittery of the worst possible type and behaviour that they can actually start displaying. And they need to walk back from it right now and not go any further. And if the rumour if the information that we have been given, if everything we have discussed and brought to the table tonight for discussion is false and is wrong, and the church have no intention of doing that, then I call upon the church now to publicly make that statement and to publicly deny that they have any intention 
of making life more difficult for the trans community. If you're not doing it, church, then get your bloody head out of your backsides and get out there publicly and say, we will not be doing this. It's a rumour and it's not true. Mm. If you if they do it, it's fuckery at the worst degree. And that's actually a really good point because if it wasn't something that is seriously, it's another validation that, um, yeah, they haven't they, they haven't denied this either. Um, Sarah, I'm, I'm super aware that as we are all working in this space to safeguard children and vulnerable adults, that when we make a really clear cut statement like this, church leaders don't love it. Um, you know, we, we try to make sure our language is um, is, is, is unlikely to offend anyone. Um, that includes church leaders. We, we don't want to, you know, we, we have different approaches that are appropriate to who we need to speak to. Um, and, and we try to meet our church leaders where they are, uh, within the framework that they are, whether it's limited by or that they are bound by. Um, let, let me just ask you this question again, Sarah, because I asked it for myself the other night. I'm going to ask you on behalf of myself right now again, but also for other, as a safeguarding issue for other parents of transgender children. Is it safe to take your child to church this Sunday? I don't believe so. I believe until we can be absolutely clear that those children will not be exposed to ideology, teachings and comments that could cause harm the church cannot be a safe place and that isn't about the individual members that sit in the pews because most of them are fantastic compassionate beautiful lovely people it is about the ideology and framework of the entire church that filters through into comments that become embedded in the heart and brain of our beautiful lgbt kids and it yeah. hurts it and hurts. i think and it hurts to be a member of the lgbt community at this time it really does yeah and i think uh, you know I, I completely agree there are lovely people at church but they're not they're lovely in spite of being mormon and i'm sorry to have yes, to say yes, that yes. because that includes yes. you guys and, and lots and lots of my family yeah. but they were lovely people anyway and they'll be lovely people wherever they are on this planet and they're lovely in spite of, bit of their Mormon um, belief system. And they're swimming against a tide of, of, of hatred, hatred and, and violence, rhetorical violence and, and spiritual violence that is being visited on children, on, on vulnerable people. And I just can't stand by and say, this is okay. And I know what you're saying about, we need to meet them where they are and enough, enough, pussyfooting around these assholes they're absolute assholes they shouldn't be in control and they they control the the narrative they control the the money they control people's lives they literally people who believe believe that they have control of their eternal salvation and if you're a believing transgender member or transgender child hoping to be a member one day and get baptized you would choose anything other than to to go through the pain and the hardship of being transgender because your eternal salvation is is you've been told you cannot participate in ordinances we bang on about the the covenant path but we're saying to these people you can't even get on this path 
You can't go to the temple, which means you can't be sealed to your family for eternity. You can't ever marry that person that you love. You can't ever be in the in the kingdom of glory with your heavenly father. That's what we're saying to people. It is it is spiritual genocide. And I absolutely abhor it. Spiritual genocide. I love it. I love that. Um, we're going to we're going to wrap up. Um, we end so often uh, blessing journeys. I, by the same uh, thing that caused us to start uh, using language around blessing journeys, um, let me offer this. To the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I warn you and I forewarn you, if you do this, you will be the cause of great mourning and we will not abandon our transgender brothers, sisters and siblings. We will not do it. No. If you ask us to choose, we choose them. Yes. Making this decision will be a blight and a curse upon the church. It will. And I testify before God to that. Um, I want to thank everyone who's been with us here tonight. I want to thank our, thank you for sitting with us in our grief and, uh, Again, I, I want to acknowledge those who may be listening who are family and friends of our beautiful Lucy. We, we love you and we, uh, we, we bless and consecrate your grief. Um, we are with you. If you want to speak to anyone about any of the issues that have been raised tonight, we will post some links in the show notes. But in addition to that, you can reach out to us at any time. There are national and international suicide prevention numbers which are available um, throughout the internet. But what we're asking you to do is reach out. If you need someone uh, tonight, if you need someone right now, reach out. If you want to use our abuse reporting tool, you are more than welcome to do that. We will raise any issues that you want to bring with us. We will get them to the people who, who need to see that. So if you need to speak, um, this is this is what we are here for. Thank you so much, um, and we stand with you. Uh, Ruth, uh, do you want oh, to? Sorry, because that was beautiful, Jane. No, I was please. just going to say, if, if you need a place to be on Sunday, nice segue, we're going for a little stroll, aren't we, Sarah? I think we are. Lovely to be there as well. We're going for a little stroll through the English countryside. Um, so if you want a safe place to be, if you need to talk, that's where we'll be on Sunday. It's on our Brit Vengers Facebook group. Yeah, you are very welcome to come and join us. Um, we will we will be happy to um, to walk along with you and share your journey, yeah. as you literally share our journey with us. So yeah, yeah. yeah we'd love to see you. We would. Yeah. Good night, everyone, and thank you so much for being with us in this sacred space. We appreciate you and we bless your journeys. Good night. Good night. Good night.